0: Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Kara McCarron with She's the Owner Podcast, and I wanna welcome Shauna Arnett from Leverage Events to the show. Hi, Shauna. Hi. Um, so quick recap of our how we how we met. Um, so sh- your company's four years old now? I
1: think
0: so. Okay, so and, yeah, let me look, let me think. 2016, um, her and I met at a conference. We, we met over the phone. And then we, I invited her out to a conference called Inbound, which is for my other company, which is the content company a little plug there. And we met at that event and I promised to make her dinner and I didn't because everything got too crazy. Um, and we didn't really talk too much after that. And then all of a sudden we, we connected again and it's the rest is history. She's one of the closest people to me. I love her dearly. She's got a kick ass company. She's growing it to ginormous places in the next little while. Excuse me, Um, has a teenage son, Noah, one of my favorite teenagers ever. He's hilarious. Just got his license. Yep. So everybody watch out. He's (laughs) on the road now. Um, And she's a single mom. And yeah, I mean, so tell us a little bit about your company, why you called it Leverage Events. Talk a bit about Haste and Hustle is also um, an event that Shauna produces that's incredible. Gary Vaynerchuk's been on on stage keynoting twice um, and a whole bunch of other incredible entrepreneurs so, yeah, tell us a bit about the company and why you why you called it that.
1: Um, I actually started the company with um, this other girl named Erin. And um, I originally called it Moby Events because Moby was the nickname for my son. He, when, w- when we first got iPhones and we put Noah into the iPhone, it autocorrected to Moby. <laughs> and we thought it was funny. So to this day, we always call him Moby. And I had called it that. And then we had... I don't know I had one of my mentors say you know you should call it something a little bit more associated to events and I don't know we had this opportunity to do this job and so Aaron and I just kind of came like came up with the name like we didn't sit and think. I liked it because there was kind of like this mathematical thought process to me. And I was like, oh, I love leverage and I love, you know, all that stuff. And and for me, events are a way to leverage your marketing and your branding. And so it, it made sense. But it wasn't some like deep, meaningful name. It was just like, oh, this sounds good. And it kind of makes sense. And, you know, it's apparently better than Moby. So let's <laughs> just move forward. Um, although I, some I do wish sometimes I never did that. Um, and so... Yeah, that's the name of it. I don't often refer to it in public, hardly ever, because um, most people know me for Haste and Hustle, and that's kind of what I've, you know, just sort of work off of now, and that's sort of the public face of it, but the the legal name of it is Leverage. Right. Yeah, so.
0: So what did you want to be when you grew up? (laughs) There's a few things I know, but let's hear what you're... I
1: laughed at this question because you probably have no idea. Um, Yeah. When I was growing up, my number one job for a very long time was I wanted to be either a botanist or a horticulturalist. Doesn't surprise me. And because I spent so much time outside, we had a huge garden, we lived in a a, a farming community, um, and we had a huge peach orchard behind us, and I just loved outside. I loved being around plants, and I loved plant things. I just loved it. And um, so I really kind of wanted to be that, and it sort of spoke to my science brain, and I really liked that and then and then I went through phases where I wanted to be uh, a doctor um and some other things but nothing like really really stuck I thought about being an actress for a while I <laughs> would pay good money to watch her on stage <laughs> She's Well, really you know funny. what why that happened is I didn't I did a play a couple of plays at church And I got like the most amazing (laughs) feedback and I was like, this is amazing. I'm actually kind of naturally good at this. And I was really funny and all this stuff. I know. So I was like, yeah, anyway, but you can't, you can't live off of other people's compliments to uh, build your career. So anyway, no, (laughs) no, but you know, one day, maybe I'll do some, let me know. I will be your biggest fan for sure. Me and Noah.
0: (laughs) Um, So when did you, when did you realize you wanted to be an entrepreneur? When
1: did that happen? <laughs> oh, man. When I read that question, I was like, uh, today o'clock. But Mariola, uh, <laughs> Mariel Yeah. I know. We were both thinking about it in the car. When? Um, yeah. I, I guess a couple of years ago, I never had this, like, lightning bolt moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I just started my own business to do what I wanted to do. And then a couple of, like, a year later, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm one of these people. Like, I don't know. It wasn't this, like earth shattering revelation in my life it just was like an obvious like obviously I have my own business (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and that's the end of it and the
0: funny part is that haste and hustle is all about entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. like everything you need to know about entrepreneurship is that event so it's interesting that you kind of fell into it and then that became your mission to teach other entrepreneurs how to
1: well part of that was because I think we always do things that we want to learn more about or we're challenged with or whatever right and so entrepreneurship has been the hardest thing I've ever done yeah. as you know and I've done some hard things like I've done some really hard jobs and this is like beyond the hardest thing by like a margin of or a factor of a hundred yeah. like you know if that's even totally agree you know and so anyway I'm just like this is ridiculous so I need to develop this conference all around what is the i i need i'm like this conference is m- as much for me as everyone mm-hmm. else but i think it's that's why it's successful because i have a very strong insight into what people need because i'm in the middle of it right and i'm not removed from it and i actually had a conversation with someone one time and he said to me i remember he we were talking about ticket prices and he said oh you, my student price was 99 he's like oh sean you should raise that like that's so cheap and i said it's not cheap for students. Mm -mm. That's still a big stretch. And he was like maybe like 10 years into his entrepreneurial journey. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you're that far removed. And he was very successful. And I'm like, you're that far removed that you can't even remember the beginning anymore. And so it made me, that was like two years ago. And I remember th- at that moment saying, I have to always stay on the front lines right? so that I can serve my community better. So I, I laugh. I'm like, maybe that's why I keep myself so poor. <laughs> <And>, uh,
0: <laughs> so so Mariela would say, that's your subconscious talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. And so, um, you know, joke, I'll joke inside. But it, I do make a conscious effort to spend time with early stage entrepreneurs, really investigating what they're needing and doing and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. I think Haste and Hustle is just a... A manifestation yeah. of what I needed. Yeah. And that's,
0: that is what usually happens. The content company, same thing. Like when I was working in agencies, the content sucked. And I knew someone who was the partner in my ex husband who was incredible at it. And I thought, okay, like just bring him in. And then eventually he bugged me to quit my job. But it was the same thing. There was a need for a better solution. And that's almost always, I think, Sarah Blakely of Spanx, like that whole entire gajillion dollar industry was because she needed something to cover her ass when she put her pants on. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, just that does totally make sense. What's the scariest thing about starting a company for you?
1: Uh, For me, it was the inconsistent cash flow. Mm. And I mean, it's always that for, I think, a lot of people. But, you know, I was a single parent. I didn't really have anything to fall back on. I also don't have any support in any other way. So I just, you know, that's really scary. And, you know, having to make your bills every month is, you know, it's sometimes, especially at the very beginning and for a few years into it, you're constantly kind of like, you know, puzzle pieces sometimes. Um, So that's probably the scariest. And then also because I'm typically very process driven and I like structure not having any structure it took me a little while to get onto it. Like, okay, I need to like tell myself what to do, <laughs> right. you know, and I need to plan it out and I need to have goals and there needs to be a work back plan. And, and, but I need, and which was always a part of my life. However, it was always given to me. So then that, mm. then it was, so that was a bit scary trying to figure that out. And, and, and also like thinking, am I doing this right? Am I, you know, and then the kind of questioning myself, I don't really as much anymore, but.
0: So, if you had to pick one, I know there's many, but if you had to pick one thing that you would consider the one of the best lessons you've ever learned so far in your entrepreneurial life, what would it be would it maybe it's around money, maybe it's around people what's sort of one of the um, best for, lessons you've had?
1: I think to date, <clears throat> it's just the not caring what people mm. think, yep, and you know when I look around. You know, when you see people doing good things, like I even think of that Greta Thunberg girl. And I think, you know, she's doing the most amazing things, And yet there's still like tons of haters on her. And it's like, how can that be? How could someone doing such great work get so many haters? And so it puts it in perspective, right? Like if someone is hating on me or says something negative or isn't happy with my work or something like that there's usually i i just don't care i mean okay maybe if they're not happy with my work and i want to figure that out that's a little bit different but um i just i i just feel that you can't sit around worrying about negative people who you know maybe have a perspective that's not the full they're not they don't see the full picture or they or they themselves are just really sad and they you know, they actually just need a, a big, on you. yeah, a big hug and, <laughs> and a snuggle maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just, uh, lately I've just become super independent of worrying about what anyone thinks and just being quite happy doing things exactly as I want to do them. That's and how amazing. I wanna, yeah,
0: so. That's a big step. And I think it's important to focus a- more on that just because, on the way in, I was listening to a podcast from uh, Business Mastery um, with Bill Gross and he was talking about a lot of that stuff and just really not, when you're, when you've got commitment on what you're doing, it ha- you have to shut everyone else out or it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you already, like, I, I find we already have enough of our own negativity inside our own head that letting any of it else, anyone else in is insane to do that. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get anything accomplished. So... Um, So what does feminine and masculine energy mean to you?
1: (laughs) I have to be honest. I really struggled with this because it's not something I had ever even Mm -hmm. thought about ever. Um, So, you know, and then I did some research into like what they're defined as and, you know, all that stuff. But I'm like... In my life, you know, I look at masculine and feminine energy as almost like male female, like this is what kind of guys have traditionally done and women have traditionally done and and I I've had a career where I've worked in a very male dominated industries, <laughs> mining, and you know, and then now I work in a fairly female dominated industry. So, I've kind of seen both ends of the spectrum, but honestly, until you posed that question to me or until you started doing this um, business, I had never, or actually it was at Tony Robbins, I think, when I really like started thinking about it, I'd never even considered it. And so I guess for me, it just means like how you approach your decision making and how you approach your life and, and sort of the, the energy that you bring to it, whether it's soft and and understanding and intuitive or whether it's assertive and strong and, and bold and direct. I guess those are the kind of the the polar up, op- polar, um, polarized ways to look at it, but yeah, that's it. So, do you ever find so?
0: Bec- I mean, in events, when you're in events, there's a lot of evening events. There's a lot of there's parties. There's things like that. Networking events. There's alcohol. There's all those things. Do you ever find that? Um, I do a lot of networking events too, and I feel like I show, I have to show up more in my more in a masculine state just mm-hmm. to kind of protect yourself from situations maybe that aren't helpful do you ever find that um, or even in decision making like you were saying showing up in that masculine energy do you ever feel like it's you're being too aggressive knowing you personally I, I don't I can't see that I think that probably you don't have that issue but do you ever find yourself not being you know thoughtful enough or not being patient enough and in the feminine side of yourself
1: I think I can be both ways for sure I mean I think it just sort of depends how I'm feeling that day, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. I I was recently took this course on negotiation, and I made me, (laughs) yeah, I know, I I know, (laughs) from like the FBI handbook or something. (laughs) And it made me realize that I'm I go into negotiations typically very in feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Because I I'm a Big pushover, and I I like to be liked, and I like to be soft about it, and I want everyone to win, and I want everyone to be happy, and I want everyone to like smile and walk away. Well, the reality is that in a good negotiation, there should be some tension, and you have to be able to be assertive through that tension. And so, I think I'm trying to develop some of those, you know, masculine energy skills, and just heart, and but at the same time. I have to go into other things and be more feminine. Right. Um, and so, you know, sometimes I even just treat my family a bit too masculine because I treat it a little bit like a business. Like, okay, we need all these chores done and we <laughs> need you to do your homework and you need to, you know, and this is that. Whereas it's like, well, you know, I have all these activities going on. I'm really tired and I'm, you know, and, and having like sort of lack of understanding. So I think, you know, depending on the situation, I need to develop more masculine skills. Or energy and I need to develop more feminine energy and just understand where to use them properly. Right. And that's the whole purpose of this entire
0: company yeah. is because we, we, like when you're in this ownership position, you do have to have that, like you're talking about negotiations. Absolutely. You have to be, even though somewhere in there, you're like, oh, I really just want you to be happy. But mm-hmm. really business isn't done that way. Yeah. It's,
1: and sometimes in a negotiation, you're going to walk away not happy. hmm yeah. And there you know and there's going to be some real real conflict. Right. But that's okay. It's yep. it's okay to have conflict. It's not as, as long as you're not mean right or destructive to somebody else or any of those things. Like I th- I mean I spend my days like my my main focus every day is to to find wisdom in everything that I do. Like I wake up every morning and I pray for wisdom and I've done that for a bazillion years and I I think that you know, I always just try and seek that, and and then also finding, you know, always trying to be kind and and courteous to people, and and in those things, I mean, I know those are temp- typically feminine things, I would imagine, um, but I think that for me, it's just about being super authentic that way, and finding that wisdom and and moving forward in my life and making all my decisions in those in that energy and that mindset, and you know, sometimes I do it, and most days I fail, but. <laughs> But it's, it's The days progress, that I win, I really win. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um so what do you think about personal development and why? <laughs> oh this might God. be my favorite question.
1: My whole answer to that is I'm done with it. <laughs> I just, wow. I just and quit. cut. <laughs> yeah. End
0: of uh, podcast. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> know, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I'm a huge believer in in self-development and also just finding the way that self-development works for you and, and but making sure you're not too comfortable in it because you know you have to find the things that are going to push you too and being really open and just having a spirit of teachability. And I think, you know, for me, I spend a lot of time reading. Like I started this um, um, challenge this year where I read a book a week. But the thing that which isn't, really that hard it's more that it's not wanting to always you know like, m- someday, like most weeks actually I'm just reading books for fun like they're not self-help they're not nothing Like they're just fiction and enjoyable but for me that's almost self-development because I get so worked up in my business and I get so focused on it and it becomes too much Mm -hmm. I have to find ways to step aside and like go into my and I've been trying to find activities to do that this year and for me that's a lot of like really truly understanding who I am and and I think throughout the past year and probably two years I've really focused on you know finding ways to develop myself as a human but also as a business person and I feel like I have such a long way to go (coughs) all the time but I'm really liking the process. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just sort of like, I don't know, going with the flow of how. Yeah, it it, you have to get like, I,
0: I I think we can sometimes get caught up in thinking we have to do everything perfectly and we have to even professional development or personal development. It's like if you come out of a day with one little nugget that you learned that day about yourself or about how you handled something, then that's a win, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't there's. I sometimes get to where I'm too wrapped up in it. And then I'm I'm just s- sitting in a room developing, quote unquote, but not actually fucking executing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's useless too, right? Like learning and learning. There's a point where you do have to step back and go, okay, I've spent the last six months reading, going to seminars or watching videos or doing coaching or whatever. Now I need to actually go and put all this shit that I've learned into practice. Because I, f- I think you get paralyzed sometimes by... Spending too much time in the environment. And I'm guilty of that. I have to catch myself sometimes and say, okay, Mm -hmm. it's time to actually work now and do what i Yeah, it can become addictive. Yeah. Because
1: it is fun to grow. Sure. And feel like you're progressing. And there's almost like this hope sort of aligned with that. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I'm doing this, then Mm -hmm. I have this like hope of getting to where I want to go. But at the end of the day, you're right. If you're not actually doing the thing that you're growing toward, well, then. That's the point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like you need to, ch- now, I, I, because I know you personally, and I know your life with with Noah and everything, um, I kind of know the answer, but do you think you have to make choices between being a family person and a business person, or do you think there's a way to have both, successfully and, and happily?
1: I think that 100% you can do both. I don't think, you know, you may not be, you know, Beverly Cleaver, <laughs> whatever that chick's name was. That chick. I don't know, like... God, that's such a bad... That's a throwback and a half. I know. You'd think I'd be dating myself, but I don't even actually wasn't even around for that. June Cleaver. June Cleaver. See, yes. I didn't even know her name. I was name. getting there. There you go. <laughs> I. You know what? I I. I spend, you know, way too much time working, but I really love it. So I, I kind of justify it that way. But I also don't um, put my son's needs separate. You know, I, I, I really make sure that I'm... Focusing on what he needs, and you know, I I I make some certain things that I never do. I never miss a hockey game, unless it's like I'm traveling or something. It's it's very rare for me to miss a hockey game or a practice, which is now really hard because he plays six days a week. Oh boy, I know (laughs) there might be some missing this year, but that's a little different. But in the past, I've never missed anything like that, and I'm always there for parent-teacher nights, and I'm always around to help with homework. even though he doesn't like me to do that, I <laughs> still force him to sit down and show me what he's doing. Because I really like to engage with him. I actually just really like him. Yeah, to, you guys you have know. such an amazing relationship. <clears throat>
0: it's uh, it's yeah, really cool to witness it. He's
1: really funny. And so I think um, I'm actually starting to freak out. Like, he's leaving to go to school next year, and I'm literally freaking out. Yep. I started worrying. He was gone for the past three days at camp, and I was like, when are you coming home? <laughs> And I'm like, oh no. no. it's hard. I'm a, I'm a little bit like, I, I'm probably a little too emotionally attached to our relationship. So I have to figure out. I'm like, maybe I'm like the teenager. I need to separate myself from my mother. <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I think you can have, you can do both. And, you know, you don't always do everything perfectly all the time. But that, that wouldn't be, it, yeah, that wouldn't be if you had a job. You know, when I worked corporate and had Noah... I didn't do everything perfect then either. Right. Like th- that Those that's those aren't the, the entrepreneurship's
0: things. not not the not why. Yeah, exactly. It's not perfect. It's how you you anymore. just
1: have to make sure that you are disconnecting, that you are focusing on them and 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 providing fun and and and, and making sure that you're meeting their day to day needs and just enjoying them. Laughing. So last
0: question: We've got a couple minutes. Um, how do you get into your feminine energy? So maybe around thoughtfulness or intuition or vulnerability like how do you find yourself you know if you feel like you're you're having a sort of a tough day and whatever and you get home and you just want to kind of chill is there anything I mean Mariela goes for a two-hour run apparently which that is I go for walks in the morning but is there something that you do that you feel like you're kind of more in touch with your feminine core we'll say
1: I do a two-hour run after <laughs> I do a, a two-hour weightlifting okay. program. She's full of shit. <laughs> and uh, that's all Only in my head. Only crazy people do four hours of work. <laughs> it's all in my head. Okay. <laughs> no. Jeez, um, I don't even know. I I, I think that's just really disconnecting for me. So yeah. I, I, I have no problem putting my phone down and forgetting about it for an evening and just doing stuff with the family you know like we do a lot of um cooking and and just kind of hanging out even just like simple things like watching tv I go for a lot of walks now too and um and I've been doing some sort of exercise stuff riding horses and 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 different things so I I find just like taking myself out of my business and just doing something that I find fun I also love to read so like I'll literally just and I love to daydream I know that sounds stupid but it doesn't sound stupid it sounds I, beautiful I love to just lie on the, my bed and daydream about things that I like some they call about. that visualization yeah well sometimes it's although not. I don't know what your daydreams are so maybe <laughs> it's not it's <laughs> only d- weird it's just weird stuff like it's nothing. I
0: don't know what's the guy from Outlander Sam Hewins yeah maybe he's in your daydreams
1: oh he can be <laughs> <laughs> awesome worry.
0: okay well that is that is it for the questions um, thank you so much for coming all the way from Grimsby I know you had a <laughs>
1: took a while to get here it I know, holy moly I um, said to uh, I never ever drive into the city so no. that was that was the the shift for me I'm like oh gosh this <laughs> does take a lot longer than it says because yeah. we left at 8 yeah, uh, me too it,
0: and I just got here before 10 so yeah. anyway thank you Shauna for being on I appreciate it I love you. Love you too. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome.